off to a great start, you guys. Um, yeah. mm. Welcome, 13th Floorier. <laughs> welcome. Yeah, welcome. We're so happy that you're listening and joining us today on this wonderful journey that we're going to go on. Yeah. This week. Up in the mm. sky this week. Yeah, we're flying high. Um, I am Cece. <laughs> I'm Alex. I'm James. And this week we're talking about chemtrails. Yeah. Yeah, this topic was submitted to us by my beautiful sister-in-law, Kayla. So thank you for the submission, Kayla. How have you guys been since we last recorded? Well, yeah. swell. See, Alex, he had a tremendous loss today. Oh my gosh. James. Okay. He had an Xbox in his cart, and then when he went to buy it, <laughs> oh no, his his laptop. I was died. told to get this for myself for Christmas. Is what uh, I've been told. And the thing is, James, this is how it's gone. I haven't really been seeking out one because I was like, oh, I'll get one, whatever. And then she told me I could have one. But the thing is, before that, I've had to, I've had this thing in my cart three times, ready to go. And like, I, but I just kicked it out because I was like, eh, I don't need it. I don't, you know, it's no. whatever. I can wait. Yeah. I, 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 part of me wants it, but I don't need it. And then I'm told I can get one, James. This and is now listen. I'm like, now it's like the forbidden fruit, James. And uh, now I can't obtain one. Yeah, <laughs> you know, something funny like that <laughs> happened to me this week. Um, I, 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 I'm torn about the whole PS4 thing. Thinking about just being a PC gamer from here on out, it just doesn't look that great to me. But I still have a, several games for my, my PS4. Oh, I said PS5 a minute ago, didn't I? Uh, you yeah, you did. Yeah. <laughs> I knew you, I knew I knew you, you meant the PS5. Yeah. Well, I've got games for my PS4. I was like, I'll I'll see if I want the PS5 in, you know, spring, early, summer 2021. Well, my PS4 is acting up, like, bad. <gasps> like, oh, it's no. it's it feels like it's on its last leg, and I still have those games. So it's kind of like, well, I'm not going to buy new PS4. Because that's mm. bananas at that's this juncture. Yeah. yeah. So we'll see what I ultimately decide. But it's it's driving me up the wall. I'm about ready to take a golf club to it. And I don't even own a golf club. Well, well, mine sound like a jet engine taking off. Yeah. I was, so, I well, mine's, was had, mine's had disc tray issues, like flipping second month of having it. Some of them are just wonky mm. that way. Well, now it acts up every day. Oh. So the I'm, drama. I'm, uh, yeah. Oh my God. Yeah. Well, James, if you need me to send you links for whenever they're popping up, I oh my can. gosh, you guys! I'm, just, I'm sending them this to is, my cousin. Seriously, I can send them to you. <laughs> listen, listen, you guys. Nobody wants to listen to you guys talk about your PS5. Yes, you brought that's, it up. No, the reason that's what this is about. No, this is the PS5 episode. <laughs> <laughs> well, this is this is the problem with Alex. Like, ooh, I can't get an Xbox. Every time he would get one in his cart, he would send me a screenshot that says, look what I have in my cart. And then he would say, oh, get it. Get it. Yeah. Oh, it's, man. No, I don't need it. And then finally, I'm like, just freaking get it. Well, then she told me. You cried Xbox. Yeah. Yeah, that's right. That's right. But it turns out I didn't know I was going to be able to get one for my for Christmas. And mm-hmm. so now that's that's just a bit of game changer change. But mm-hmm. anyway, CC. What have you been up to? Listening to you whine about the Xbox. That's about it. <laughs> it was just one. It was like two and a half hours ago. <laughs> I tried to get one because it came up. And all right, all right, we're done talking about the, the you Xbox. Keep, you, I tried to change subject to you, and you just couldn't help it. You couldn't help yourself. All you could think about is this Xbox. It's so sad. <laughs> <laughs> um, do we want to talk about an icebreaker? 
Yeah, if if you were a chemtrail, no. Uh, <laughs> <laughs> no, I've got one. I've got okay, one go ready. For it. it doesn't really have to do with chemtrails because James, as <laughs> you just uh, exhibited, there's not really many icebreakers you can ask about chemtrails. Okay. So, yeah. anyways, our icebreaker today, you guys, is if you were to meet your favorite celebrity, number one, it's a two-parter. Who would it be? And number two, hmm. do you think you're the type of person to lose complete control of yourself out of sheer excitement during the meeting? Oh, <laughs> huh. Yeah, because I've always been the type of person where I'm like, oh, if I were to meet my favorite celebrity, it'd just be like meeting another person. It wouldn't Same. be that, you know, exciting. But then something happened. I had one of my favorite celebrities, like a tweet. And I, oh, James. I, I, start, I freaked out. I was like, oh, my gosh. And then I was like, no, if I were to meet this person in real life, I probably would fangirl uh, and freak out. Yeah. I, well, you did that with Charlie Cox at oh, yeah, Dragon, I yeah, I Dragon Con, too. You, you wouldn't go up and talk to him. And then when he finally decided to, he had to get up and go. Yeah, he got up and left right as I was next in line. I built up all <laughs> that courage. Charlie Cox, if you ever listen to this, you owe me a handshake. <laughs> After COVID. Yeah, after COVID. <laughs> um, yeah, but all of my fa- – you want to know who my favorite celebrity is? It's kind of embarrassing, but also not at all because he's awesome. Uh, Guy Fieri. <laughs> I love Guy Fieri. He is, he is such a punchline for – like he's like the best person ever, and he somehow became the punchline to so many jokes. But then, but then again, I haven't seen jokes lately about him. He's, mm. He is so awesome. He's a national treasure. He seems so nice. He and does then, so much charity work and stuff. He's yeah, basically and- like America as a person. <laughs> like, we need to get rid of Uncle Sam and just have, like, him pointing on the posters. I love it. <laughs> I want Definitely. you for Flavortown. Yeah. <laughs> Flavortown's the new capital of the United States. Well, honestly, like, <laughs> Guy's oh, Grocery Games, that show got me through so many painful times this year, and I'm just like, mm. I can't be more happy with it. Makes me so excited. But Justin Warner, one of the judges, he's the one who liked my tweet, and I was like, oh, just <laughs> <laughs> So anyways. Wow. James, who's your fave celebrity? And do you think that you would flip your SHI, you know what, in front of them? Uh, yeah, I would uh, Ozzy first of all, and no, I wouldn't. And it's weird, like I don't get worked up about that sort of thing. Now, here's the thing, though: I would be, however, if they, you know, said two words to me, I would be insufferable to other people about it. Like, well, as Ozzy told me one time, every other day, <laughs> I just say that. But, uh, but like, I have, I'm notorious for not getting excited about. A lot of things in general, I just don't get very excited. And that doubly so. Like uh, two of my friends, this this tangentially counts. Two of my friends drug me to some sort of soap opera thing. Like there was a bunch of soap opera actors and they were signing stuff. And I did not care at all because. Oh, I I can't imagine why. But here's the funny thing. I struck up a, a conversation with one of the actresses without knowing it. I didn't know that's what the deal was. And, you know, we're talking blah, blah, blah. And she thinks I'm like a fan, apparently, you know, all the subtext is there, but again, I didn't even know who she was. So as I'm leaving, she like flips up. She goes, James, James, you forgot your autograph. And I was like, what? And I was like, Oh, thanks. So I had the (laughs) autograph from an actress that uh, sadly for her had no idea that I didn't know who she was or care. (laughs) (laughs) her heart if she yeah, hears this James, thing. she's gonna be she probably remembers you she's gonna be exactly. devastated, if she's gonna be devastated. <laughs> <laughs> alex what about you 
Uh, I think mine would have been Stanley. Probably. And I did say stuff to him. Yeah, but he was, he was very old, elderly. Yeah. Well, you looked mm-hmm. you looked very excited because Alex got to meet him at a meet and greet, mm-hmm. and he also walked past him in a hallway and almost ran into him. Yeah. Nice. And uh, he didn't even realize it though. I was like, Alex, that was Stanley, and I was like, what? But <laughs> no, he got to meet him, and you looked so excited, and he just looked so tired. Yeah, he was tired. Yeah. I would be tired too if I had to sign yeah. that many autographs. I think, I think he did suffer suffer from some elder abuse. Yeah. Oh yeah. Uh, his last yeah, few I years, because he was, he I think he won some legal battles towards the last couple of years of his. Life. Yeah. Yeah. Being but, old with money is a scary. I think. Yeah. And but, then I would be really like flabbergasted if I saw him now. <laughs> <laughs> You'd probably flip your lid. <laughs> Don't tell All anyone, right. true believer, and then he just vanishes. <laughs> Excelsior! Mm. <laughs> all right, guys. Well, that was a, a fun little icebreaker. Do we need to say hello to all of our fans around the world? Let's pull yeah. up the map. Let's pull up the map. This hello. is like the new Dora. <laughs> Hola. All right, you guys. Aloha. We are going to tip our hats off to Sweden. Sweden, and then also here, let's go to Canada. We're gonna say hello to Ontario, and then here in the U.S. house, close your eyes, point to a state. Ooh, which one is that? Well, I never do that area. It's Virginia. How great! What's up, Virginia? So yes, thank you to listeners all around the globe. It's we're starting off a fresh uh, a fresh month right now, so we don't have have the maps not quite as colored in this month as it was last, but you know. <laughs> So, the got, month is still young. Yeah. Yes. So, anyways, thanks to everybody who uh, who's listening right now, and to everybody who submitted topics this week. James, if they want to submit a topic, where can they do it? They can submit a topic uh, uh, with our Instagram at Thirteenth Floor Podcast. Yeah. They can submit it on Facebook at Thirteenth uh, Floor, or they can go to our email, Thirteenth Floor Podcast at Gmail dot com, or our website, Thirteenth yes. Floor Podcast. Woo! James, wow. that was that was almost perfect. I yeah. don't know how I did it. I really don't. He blacked <laughs> out when it happened. Yeah, yeah. It I was just, in a fugue it, state. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> Next time, just take notes from me, James, and you'll get it perfect. Well, all mm. you have to do is say it wrong once, and then I'll take over. So It's scary. <laughs> it's like when the teacher just calls on you, and you, you're not paying attention, and they're just like, you know, so what was the War of 1812 about? And you're just like, oh no! <laughs> See, listen, you guys, it's hard to carry the weight of this podcast on my shoulders. <laughs> so, <laughs> so, anyways, are you guys ready to talk about chemtrails? I guess we're start. I'm starting off, and we haven't done this in a while. Mm. But I, I'm going to be taking the origins of the chemtrail conspiracy. So I'm going to start okay. us off here. James is going to be discussing whether the conspiracy is plausible, and then Alex is going to be taking on his naturally infused skeptical perspective here <laughs> so y'all want to learn about whence this conspiracy sprung forth teach me <laughs> okay and before we get started do y'all have any guess on what year people really started to pay attention to those big fluffy white vapor trails when they really started the to or like when they initially when they when it became like a oh my goodness ah 1990s 1990s but what year i want a specific year oh uh, 1994, the 19- year Jurassic Park came out. I don't know. <laughs> James, what about you? What do you think? When do you think people start to get worried? I already know the answer, so, yeah. Oh, you, 
You guys. 92. No. Oh, okay. Well, I could guess. I could keep guessing, but I've only got. You were really close, Alex. Like, really close. You almost got the candle. Well, during this year, the world. 93. Was just minding its own business. (laughs) (laughs) Ranting and raving over the life changing new game, Pokemon. Oh. Marveling over the world's first cloned mammal, Dolly the Sheep. Mm. And going to the cinema multiple times in a row to see the smash hit movie, Mm. Independence Day. They're going to say Inspector Gadget. I don't know what year that came out, but (laughs) the year, my friends, was 1996. So, while I'm sure some people have been like, you know, over the years, like, the plane exhaust floating in the sky sure is suspicious. In reality, this conspiracy has only really been widespread for about 24 years. So, not that long, relatively speaking. I thought maybe the first time when air travel became common and popular, which was toward the end of the 1950s. But no, 1996. And fun fact, the first passenger air travel started up in, bet you guys will never guess this year. When did passengers start traveling by air? James, do you know? Uh... 1921. 1921. Alex, what's your guess? Uh, I was going to say 1935. No, you guys are both wrong. It was 1914. That was my mm. next guess. That was your next guess. And it, the mm-hmm. flights took place between St. Petersburg, Florida, and Tampa. And if you guys ever That's get... That's not very impressive. If you guys ever get annoyed <laughs> with air travel now, the service only... It File, I think it's it's spelled P H I E L, and he was the fancy top hat wearing mayor of St. Petersburg. Uh-huh. I don't know if he actually wore a top hat, but that's fancy. But there <laughs> are uh, there's only about 21 miles between the two cities, but they're separated by the bay. So back in 1914, a trip from one city to the other over the bay took three to four hours, not by plane. Mm. That's if you traveled by ferry, and then if you drove around the bay, it was a 20 hour trip. Wow. Yeah. So a quick 23-minute flight. Count me in. Yes, please. Yes, please. Mm -hmm. Two thumbs up. No word on how much ticket costs, but thank you, Space.com, for that nifty fun fact. Mm. Can you imagine the bragging rights he had? Guess what I just did. Yeah, yeah, exactly. For some reason, and this is probably just because I have to watch so much Paw Patrol, but when I picture him, I picture (laughs) Mayor Humdinger from Paw Patrol. (laughs) (laughs) Anyways, back to chemtrails, which... By the way, I got most of my research on this from psmag.com. Very well-written article. was originally published in 2014 by Katie Heaney, and it was updated in 2017. But in 2014, the discussion on chemtrails spiked after somebody posted a video on YouTube of a plane that some say must have, quote-unquote, forgotten to turn off the mind-control chemical sprayers. This video, it's short, but if you search busted, Pilot forgets to turn off chemtrails while landing on Google. You'll find it immediately. But in the video, we see a pilot flying in for a landing. And it's dark outside, immensely foggy. And when he's landing, it looks like he's got some exhaust coming from his plane. But after landing, the camera pans over to show the so-called chemtrails hanging tight in the sky. Mm -hmm. And scientifically, it could easily be water vapor, especially since it's so foggy. Um, I don't really understand the science before it. But... If you take something hot like a plane and it rips through cooler air like fog, it could produce a trail of vapor, water vapor. Uh, But some pose the question, why does the water vapor hang in the sky so dang long? You know what I mean? Right. Is it because 
It's a sinister chemical unleashed on the masses by our precious government. Mm. Who yeah. the heck knows? So let's pop back to 1996. So I can tell you what kind of stirred the thought on contrails, which is the technical word for the long clouds released by a plane in flight. So in 1996, students at Air University, which I think is a university for the Air Force, um, they were given this assignment where they had to present ideas on why and how the U.S. could remain a dominant force in the air and space industries. And these students put forth a report called Weather as a Force Multiplier Owning the Weather in 2025. So when people saw that, they were like, wait, wait, the government's trying to control the weather? Nah, man, I don't like that. I don't like that one bit. And then everyone mm. started talking about chemtrails. Mm-hmm. Yeah. So people were freaked out. The Air Force was like, oh, please, cool your jets, people. <laughs> but the Air Force was like, you guys, this this was all just hypothetical. It was an assignment. But, you know, sometimes when people say they were just being hypothetical, it's really just a cover. You know what I mean? Oh, yeah. Yeah, I'm not True. saying that in the case of chemtrails at all because I have no idea. But I might hypothetically say I want, oh, I don't know, Alex, you know, a new aquamarine ring for Christmas. Oh, wow. Okay. Yeah, I was speaking hypothetically. Clear jets. So anyways, the Air Force saying the students were being hypothetical probably didn't sit well with some people. And I kind of get it. But also, they were like students. So I don't know. I don't know. But the part that makes me go, hmm, like Mayor (laughs) Humdinger. (laughs) In 2002 and 2005, get this, you guys, the U.S. government investigated the U.S. government and found <laughs> that the U.S. government wasn't doing anything that people need to be concerned about. Oh, well, case closed. Yeah, yeah. yeah. The Jeez. most trustworthy source. Mm. I am not by any means saying the government investigation didn't pull accurate results. Like, I'm not saying that their investigation wasn't yeah, sure. truthful, but, you know, it's always kind of suspicious. There's a conflict of interest. Yeah. There's a conflict of interest, James. You put it perfectly. So... What do all of those heinous, disgusting chemtrails actually do to the human body? Alex, do you know? <laughs> like the real ones or the fake ones? <laughs> <laughs> the contrails or the chemtrails, I guess. The chemtrails. A lot of people say it can actually, it, it really actually depends Mind upon control. who you ask. Yeah, it depends upon who you ask because some people say that they can do different things. Yeah. And I read an article right. from. BBC News, it was uh, written in 2018 by a guy named Chris Bell, but he spoke with some people who have activist organizations against chemtrails, trying to get the the word out that they're bad. But some claim that the sole purpose of chemtrails and spraying all of the chemchems up into the sky is to control the weather. What a power that would be, to be able to send horrible storms to vanquish your enemies. Yeah. Yeah, Then blame Mother Nature. Yeah. And then some claim that the government is doing it to just poison us and make us all sick. Like cancer or, you know, yeah. things like that. So they're going to try to sterilize people. That's the one I yeah. more commonly hear. That, yeah, those those two are the yeah, most common Some people allege that they cause something called Morgellons disease, which is like a skin ailment, but it's also a mental thing. 
But people with this may encounter skin infections and they may believe that bugs or thread-like fibers. Oh my gosh. We should do a whole episode on that okay. one, by the way. Uh, I have a lot of interesting stories. Yeah. Well, that. that I mean, I'd never heard of it before. So that kind of caught me off guard because it's yeah. like, you know, when I think of chemtrail conspiracy, I think of sterilization, cancer, you know, mm-hmm. just stuff like that. But then yeah. it's like some people start talking about Morgellons disease and I'm like, what? But yeah, a lot yeah. of doctors, like while there could be like a patch of skin that looks a little bit weird um a lot of doctors actually treat it almost as though it's a delusion so Mm. interesting yeah well yeah (laughs) let me just say i if we did an episode on it i would have to take a skeptic approach because there's oh man (laughs) anyways lastly the government is doing it as a way to control our brains and make us more compliant kind of like the fluoride and the Mm. water conspiracy to just control us and make us more like, oh, mm. yes, government, I'll listen to you. So huh? I'm not going to blather on much longer because I feel like if I do, I'm going to step on Sir James's toes. Because James will be mm. discussing whether the idea of toxic chemicals and chemtrails is plausible. So, James, what say you? Sure. Um, well, for starters, we need to to get one big thing out of the way, and that is that even the most ardent chemtrail conspiracy theorist doesn't think that all trails created by airplanes are chemtrails. The, they are more than willing to accept that the vast majority are contrails, a.k.a. condensation trails, which don't contain any you know nefarious compounds added to them. And one of the arguments there, and this is something that I encourage you to do if you're ever having a nice summer day and the sky is clear and planes are visible, you'll notice that some days you see these big puffy trails being left behind and they dissipate very quickly. And then other days you'll see trails that are much more narrow, same planes, etc., cetera, uh, and they just hang in the sky for hours, it seems. Mm. And that's really where, where the idea comes from, that those are different, that they're using two vastly different dissipates, uh, one being just a harmless consequence of having an engine in the air, and the other being something that's actually a deliberate attempt to alter uh, human society using chemical compounds. Mm-hmm. So, so those are two really important differences, is the difference between a chemical trail chemtrail and a condensation trail contrail now i personally and this is i'm not playing the skeptic angle this is just my input on that though uh i mean humidity causes huge differences in how vapor is gonna be in the atmosphere i mean you can tell that on a normal day on the ground uh just run a hot shower and see how much quicker your mirror steams up if in cold weather a.k.a. weather where there's very little moisture in the atmosphere because colder air can hold less moisture as opposed to a warm, humid day where it's not going to hold nearly as much moisture uh, simply because, you know, the air is bigger. Or, sorry, I had that backwards. It's going to hold more moisture because the air is bigger. So that alone, I think, is a decent argument for that aspect of it only, that aspect of it. That being said, the idea of chemicals being used for social engineering it's not that outlandish for a few reasons first of all we know that there have been you know trials to see what different compounds have effects on on different people uh we we actually covered that with the cia not too Mm -hmm. long ago 
well, actually, it's quite a while ago, um, where you know they were giving LSD to people and people were committing suicide and doing dangerous things. They were giving it to military. They were giving it to uh, you know children. It was it was insane. Some of these attempts, mm-hmm. and and this is this is going to spin off to another episode. We're, we're, we need to cover this at some point. Um, you know, I have no problem with vaccines in general, but it is weird that Bill Gates won't vaccinate his kids. <laughs> Just saying. Uh, well, that's my biggest issue, actually, with chemtrail. Uh, uh, this is an argument against, even though, again, I'm, I'm doing devil's advocate for the most part. But here's my only question. We've covered weird things that are put in our food that, hands down, have social ramifications, whether de- deliberate or not. Social engineering uh, ramifications. We know that there are compounds that people have in medicine, and that includes injectable medicine, that can have social engineering ramifications. We know that there are compounds in bottles, cans, and even receipts that have social engineering applications. Mm -hmm. Those are all things that can target specific communities. So my question, despite normally playing devil's advocate, and I know that's my topic, but why not do those things instead of something that everybody does? Like Bill Gates doesn't vaccinate his kids, but his kids do breathe air. So it seems like it would be more efficient to have a more targeted approach as opposed to chemtrails. That being said, if you if you have the proper uh, you know amount, the proper dosage, one of my favorite quotes in the world, I, I use it all the time, but Paracelsus is – you know, and I'm paraphrasing, actually, I'm paraphrasing Paracelsus, <laughs> is uh, it's not a question of substance that makes a poison, but dose for everything can be a poison or an antidote, depending on dose. And it's a hundred percent. It's true. weird that you said that well, last similar. time I went out and got drinks. <laughs> <laughs> um, but it's a hundred percent true. If you drink a glass of water, you'll you'll be hydrated and healthier. If you drink three gallons, you will die an agonizing death in the form of water intoxication. So dose matters. So targeting the sheer amount of certain compounds in a plane could absolutely have effects on different populations for different reasons. And if you were doing something like that, then it stands to reason that your reasons are nefarious. Mm-hmm. Yeah. Because after all, why why would you be putting something beneficial for people in secret. Um, Some of the compounds that I have heard are being used include mercury, which has, excuse me, enormous potential as a uh, a toxin for for the neurological Uh systems. That's where the the term mad as a hatter even comes from is the mercury bands on hats. They would seep through the velvet, they would get Uh on the skin, they would be absorbed into the body, and then hatters would just go bananas. Uh, that's why where the expression huh. comes from. Yeah, um, Carl Sagan was, you know, famously a skeptic of the whole thing. Uh, but hey, we got uh, Billy Corgan on the side saying that it's real. So <laughs> that's yeah. I, I just find that fascinating. You know, I, I, again, I'm not making a firm argument against them or anything, but it's just neat that you know the lead singer of Smashing Pumpkins 100% believes in them. Um, I think that the most logical reason to use it. Um, and this is something that we also have a historical precedent for. The Tuskegee experiments injected a lot of uh, quote-unquote volunteers who were black with horrible, horrible diseases and issues. And I don't think it's 
negligible that there have been um, eugenic organizations that have actively tried to suppress the fertility of select people, people that they deem unsuited for mm-hmm. reproduction. Well, I think that's probably the more reasonable of the arguments for chemtrails would be wouldn't be giving people cancer because again that's very broad it's very vague and it's difficult to target uh it, mind control again why not just use something in in tap water or, or or in massively used medications it makes more sense though if they were using some sort of like with the food episode uh if they were using some sort of endocrine disruptor or hormone blocker to reduce the fertility rates of certain communities. And is that really that outlandish looking at historical precedents for things like that Uh, reducing the amount that a population that you don't want to flourish or that you are at odds with ideologically reducing their capacity to reproduce. It's a pretty obvious idea if that's your goal. Because then you don't have to actually do anything violent to get your way in That's the face dark. of that population. You don't have to invade. You don't have to put up. Yeah, like it that. is dark, but it does make sense if you, you know, if I'll give you a great example. This is, this is me playing um, textbook psychopath here. <laughs> James's favorite pastime. <laughs> if people, people are, are very critical right now of China because they're putting Uyghurs in work camps and they're raping their women and they're doing really, really, really horrible things to them. They're, they're killing them. They're selling their organs on the mm-hmm. black market. Well, what if they just, you know, covertly sterilized a lot of them? You know, put put endocrine disruptors to make the men more feminine and complacent and uh, prevented them from reproducing. Wouldn't that be a lot easier and there wouldn't be any blowback? Um, and I would like to add that in the West, as we mentioned in the food episode, testosterone is in an all-time low. Your average uh, pubescent man has the same testosterone as his 99-year-old grandpa at this point. That makes a lot more sense than putting people in camps or killing them because there's no blowback. So I think that would be the chief reason for chemtrails if they existed. But I got a feeling <laughs> that Alex is going to sort of blow that out of the water and you can and take just, it from and here. And just to be clear, James, you don't think it's a good idea to do, right? Uh, no, I'm very opposed to social engineering okay, good. in general. Okay, good. All right, Alex, let's... Uh, yeah, so we'll you see. already told everybody what yeah. what they are. You know, the difference in temperature yeah. between the engine and the air yeah. causing these things, right? So... Mm-hmm. Even that reaction has created a little bit of, I guess, pollution in the air. Uh, it does have a byproducts of carbon dioxide, nitrogen oxide, sulfate particles, and soot from the engine. Soot? Soot. Mm-hmm. So it is doing a little bit of, you know, it pollution. is using gas. I mean, it's using a fuel. And so it is putting out a little pollution, but... I think that that's probably the worst that it's doing. Mm. Now, what has been done to debunk this? This theory of contrails versus chemtrails. Yeah. Well, there was this big study done by the Carnegie Institution of Science. Uh, and it was a study involving 77 scientists. So, there is a little bit of a red flag here for me. So, I'll just tell you all what happened. Oh, and my sources. Uh, my sources. 77? Yep, 77. Scientists. Illuminati. Yep, Illuminati. There you go. 
<laughs> so I got my stuff from Scientific American. What are chemtrails made of? How stuff works? What are chemtrails? And should you be scared of them? And Smithsonian. Science officially debunks chemtrails. Ooh. Yeah. So they got these 77 scientists. Uh, researchers worked with them and provided these scientists with chemtrail evidence. These scientists were atmospheric scientists and geochemists. So these are people who know their stuff. Uh, Ken Caldera, one of the scientists, said it, he felt it was important to definitively show what real experts on contrails and aerosols think. Hmm. Yeah. And after, he was writing this after he finished the study, not before. And he says, we might not convince diehard believers that their beloved secrets uh, spraying program is just a paranoid fantasy, but hopefully their friends will accept the facts. The reason I said he wrote this after the research was done, that way it didn't show that maybe he was biased beforehand. He probably was biased beforehand, just for being real. But, so, in the study that was, you can go look it up, it's published in the Journal of Environmental Research Letters, the scientists were asked to uncover any possible evidence of a government chemtrail program. Of the 77 scientists that went out and researched it, 76 said there is no government chemtrail program. Mm. 76. Yeah, I'll get back to that in a little minute. So Mm. what they did in their research is they were showing a lot of the evidence that chemtrail conspiracy theorists were using as their biggest pieces of evidence. Like showing the photos of suspicious chemtrails. So they were showing them photos of these suspicious chemtrails. Mm Mm-hmm. They were looking at samples of pond sediment, snow, and air collect. They're using snow and air collectors to just gather all their data. And they found some interesting things uh, that w- were traces of barium, aluminum, and copper, and strontium were found. But it looks like the scientists were thinking that the amounts that they were finding were easily explainable by other events within the world, except for one of our scientists, number 77. Yes. He found in one one area levels of barium in the atmosphere that were really high compared to what was in the soil. Essentially meaning, mm-hmm. or not meaning, but essentially the possibility is open to someone dumping it out of the air. Now, he says that he couldn't really find a reason why this would be the case. But he can't say that there was a large-scale chemical operation going on either. Yeah. But he said there was no reason he couldn't rule it out. So he left the possibility open. Okay. So he basically said there needs to be more research done. Yeah. Yeah. He Mm. he was saying this doesn't quite make sense. Now, I had to look up, what does barium do to humans? Mm. Well, small amounts of it (laughs) can cause pretty big problems. Um. Breathing difficulties, increased blood pressures, heart rhythm changes, stomach irritation, muscle weakness, changes in nerve reflexes, swelling of brains and liver, kidney and heart damage. Only good thing about barium, it doesn't cause cancer. Okay. Yeah, limb paralysis, yeah. ventricular yeah. arrhythmia. Yeah. So it's the, not great. The presence <laughs> of barium is a cause for concern. Now, I... I'm not sure how it has to be ingested. I don't know much about barium. I, I keep seeing the words water-soluble, which means it could very easily be dropped from a plant Ooh. in the sky. Oh. Now, 
I do want to say something else that's a really big problem with chemtrails. Yeah. And James kind of mentioned this too. You can't target anything. Yeah. There's too many winds. There's too many variables. You can't really just like do a line over over Atlanta and be like, got Atlanta. It's like, no, you may have just gotten Alabama. (laughs) I think that's the thing that gets me is that all of the people, like the government officials that might be doing this, they live in the world too. So they go outside. Yeah. Well, for me, the biggest issue also is, you know, again, I I really wanted to be a good devil's advocate, but there's just a lot of flaws here. And for me, the biggest flaw is not just, you know, targeting people in general, but just the fact that that would make every pilot and a lot of other people who work for the airlines in on it. And the the more people you have in Mm -hmm. on a conspiracy, the harder it is to maintain. Like the CIA conspiracies work because you're dealing with an insular agency that pretty much doesn't deal mm-hmm. with outside people. This is a little different. There are, there are airlines all over the world. Yeah. Are they all in cahoots? Like, you know what I mean? It's it's It makes it very difficult. It would be like, imagine if, if somebody said that, uh, turns out, they put people in the meat everywhere. It's very common. And all the butchers and restaurateurs of the world yes. are in on it. That would be a little difficult to swallow. <laughs> yeah, literally. Literally. <laughs> yeah. Man, this is like our fun <laughs> episode. Yeah, but we can't completely rule out chemtrails in w- at least one way. And one of the ways people are paranoid is that maybe they're trying to do it to change the weather, control it. Yeah. Well, they mm. are. <laughs> Yeah, in yeah. certain areas. So <laughs> it's actually called uh, hydroscopic cloud seeding, which well, apparently mm. I didn't realize this was developed in South Africa in the early 1990s. Wow. Yeah. And so what they do is they find, they find rain clouds that aren't necessarily going to be raining in that area. And they go up there to try to give it that extra nudge, that little, little extra oomph to start yeah. dropping that stuff down. And so they drop this mix. They drop. They spray this mixture of sodium, magnesium, and potassium chlorides into the clouds. And the hope is that it collects all the water vapor to Makes be just heavy, heavy enough to start that rainfall. And they do that in the states too. They don't just do it over in Africa. Uh, China uh, went to town on the air for the Olympics because they didn't want like you know rain. Yeah, oh, that's the right. Olympics. They should. <laughs> yeah, that's right. I forgot about that. Yeah, they did that. And then uh, there's even an episode. If, if anyone wants to see how they do this, there's an episode uh, of a show called Connected on Netflix. Really good. There's an episode about clouds. It's not just clouds. It's like internet cloud. It's really interesting. Just check it out. Mm. And it shows how they actually do this. Well, in the episode that we watched, it showed how they create clouds because there's a possibility that clouds could disappear sometime in the future. Oh, yeah. Um, yeah. I know that your source probably didn't provide this information, but I'm just curious. Did they mention the barium? Did they mention if it was a compound or if it was pure barium? They did not mention. They just, mm. the, what they, the way they phrase it is that it was unusually high levels of barium. I read a lot of interviews with people who are like lead activist groups on this. And a lot of them say that they got like themselves tested and their pets tested to see if they, and they were all found to have heavy metals in their systems. And so Mm. that was one of the reasons that they like Metallica. 
(laughs) 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 That's one of the reasons that they claim that it's accurate. Oh, interesting. I don't know. Well, why is there? I guess there's certain different compounds of barium that are actually harmful, and some that aren't. Or well, not only that. The 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 reason why I was curious is because if it was pure barium, hands down, it was it's it's deliberate because barium is like crazy reactive. So Uh, it doesn't really you you can't you'll never just walk around anywhere, even if you're looking for trace amounts, and just find barium. You'll find a compound that contains. So if it's pure barium, that's like that that doesn't add up. That would be crazy. Hmm. Well. But I'm assuming given that this guy being a scientist, he probably would have said something if it was pure yeah. barium. It was probably uh some sort of it was probably like barium sulfate or barium carbonate or some sort of uh non-water soluble and super common in nature compound. Yeah, I hate to be the barium of bad news. <laughs> I didn't understand anything you said. <laughs> no, I'm kidding. <laughs> uh, okay, good deal. We got oh, it. Well, you guys, I think that that's chemtrails. Yeah. So we yeah. did it. High five. <sighs> All right. <laughs> Is it time to draw our... Yeah, go get it. Device. I was ready. All right. Spin and spin and spin and spin and you pull spin one me out. Right, right. Oh. All right. What are we talking about next week? Ooh. I've opened it. Ooh. Are you reading it? Yes. Next week, <laughs> we are talking about angels. Yeah. Yay. And this topic was submitted by Ashley T. Oh. So thank up, you, Ashley, Ashley so much for submitting this topic. I don't know. I think this one came in through Instagram, but it could have come through another source. We've gotten so many mm. now that I'm starting to lose track of. Where we where they where originated? They, where they originated? You could start writing it down when you put them on there. <laughs> that, that's true. I probably <laughs> do need to do that. But Ashley, thank you so much for uh, for submitting this topic. Do you guys want to hear some fun facts about Ashley? Oh yeah. All right. Her favorite dinosaur is the Diplodocus. What's the Diplodocus? That's Diplodocus. not Diplodocus. What's that one? It's kind of like the a one smaller. With the no, that's the Dilophosaurus. Well, it's like oh uh, yeah 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 a smaller Brontosaurus. But it's got a longer tail. Wow, this is incredibly specific. <laughs> yeah, it actually means it means the name of the dinosaur means double beam. Double beam. Beam. Don't ask me why. My research ended there. I thought you said double bean. No. I did too. I was like, <laughs> I was like, that's an amazing name. They should just call it the double beam. The double beam. <laughs> and then also one of Ashley's biggest fears is being on a cruise ship that gets hijacked by pirates. So, you guys, those are some fun <laughs> facts about Ashley. If you want to send us a topic and hear some fun facts about yourself, by all means, send them in. I'd love to read them. Um, what, what is a fear of pirates? What would the James, scientific name be, James? James? Um, piratophobia? Piratophobia. Uh, let's see. Let's uneventful. see. If, let's see if there's a name for it. I'm sure there is. <laughs> I'm sure there's not. <laughs> there's no there's a name for um, everything. But, I mean, the Latin word is pirata, so it would be piratophobia, I guess, or Something like that, paratophobia. It is. Um, oh wait, no, that's, yeah. <laughs> I was just saying, you found something. This is fear of fire. I don't know. It don't. It don't say. Oh, wow. Mm, no, it's, I guess it's not. paratophobia. Okay. I yeah. coined it today. You guys, listen. We're we're we've gone off a, a cliff. We need to climb back up. Mm. Yeah, let's get out of here. <laughs> let's get out of here. I don't like it. Um, mm. I think that's it, you guys. Is there anything you want to add before we sign off for the night? Um. <sighs> 
stay safe and listen to music by Grant Cook. You can find it on Amazon Music, Spotify, mm-hmm. <laughs> iTunes, anywhere you listen to music. Yeah, that's beautiful. That was a nice transition, babe. I guess. Uh, <laughs> dear 13th Floorier, we hope that in the meantime. That I, you can. That you can. <laughs> keep, keep it straight. straight. Keep it straight. I don't know what happened to my well, brain right there. I threw things yeah, off that was, I was like, what's she doing? I don't even know. <laughs> there was this blank stare, James, that was just occurring. Like I was filled with fear. <laughs> it was chemtrails. Yeah, it was the chemtrails. Well, that's what we'll blame. Yeah. <laughs>